0: on this episode of Not Normal. I found out the whole
1: time that Bigfoot was me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the real Bigfoot is the friends we made along the way.
1: One man, one opportunity, one number, two digits, 13. <laughs> <laughs> Seven different people. Starring, ah. starring Nicolas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> because, because of course it's starring Nicolas Cage. With a soundtrack by Nickelback. This
0: is the unluckiest of episodes in which anything that can go wrong will go wrong because something,
2: something numbers, I guess. I tried telling you from the beginning, I have no qualifications to be the host (laughs) on this podcast.
0: (laughs) It's worth noting that Taylor Swift is a big fan of the number 13. But given, you know, how unlucky she is in love, maybe she needs to rethink that. That's just Uh, (laughs) Hey, before we start today's episode, I just want to remind you that Stout Day is coming up March 26th by McFleshman's Brewing Company in Appleton, Wisconsin, featuring nine other breweries including Appleton Beer Factory, Stone Arch Fifth Ward, Barrel 41, Bare Bones Fox River Brewing and Hop Yard Ale Works, along with some great local music by Blues Talk and Food enjoy some great, great stouts, including McFleshman's new Imperial Stouts including the Imperial Vanilla Stout which features local podcasters like Not Normal Podcast Go to McFleshman's.com for more information Hello? Hello?
2: At least I'm not afraid of ghosts. I'm so scared. Karen, normal, Is that what they're calling your kind these days?
1: Well, I mean, let's face it. You're not exactly normal, are you? I myself am strange and unusual. It's not exactly a normal world, is it? Vision
0: Podcasting, in association with The Venture Project, presents Not Normal. It's showtime. Welcome to Not Normal, the only paranormal podcast my landlord even listens to.
2: I'm Randy Strew, and with me as always... I am AJ Armstrong and uh, and Randy for this podcast. I know we don't normally do video, but I've got a picture of my face on a sweatshirt like the Bigfoot. Nice. Kind of, yeah, see that? So um, I'm hoping that maybe that goes viral. Who knows? I, we talk about it every episode. I got to figure out a way to monetize this eventually. Here,
0: yeah, that's that's actually a great idea. Get our faces on uh, on this Bigfoot because uh, I think between the two of us, I mean, burly bearded dudes. I think I think we could pull off
2: the Bigfoot thing. And uh, oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. That's so, actually that's actually my. I, I think that's how I'm going to have to retire, because <laughs> if I discover myself, that's <laughs> I found Bigfoot. It's me. The end uh, of a, hor- a horrendous psychological thriller would be that one. Like I found out the whole time that Bigfoot was me.
0: <laughs> the real Bigfoot is the friends we made along the
2: way. Gosh, I love that in those psychological thrillers <laughs> when you just see the twist coming a bazillion miles away. Yeah, Shutter Island, for example. I saw that like at the beginning of the movie. I'm like, yeah, he, he's going to be crazy. Just watch. And oh boom. yeah, boom! Spoiler alert. My Spoil- yeah. Now that it, you it came ruined- out like two 2000- thousands. Came out in like 2007. If you haven't seen that, then that's on you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now that, now that you've ruined a 15 year old movie. Well, uh, Aaron, this is a this is a special episode. This is, in fact, a, a very special episode. Now, I don't mean very special in the sense that like AJ is taking no dose to help him study for the big exam, and Will before the show is over end up singing "I'm so excited" until he cries. No, <laughs> this is actually a very special episode. Do you know why? Why? Because this is episode
2: 13. Oh man. That's right. You man. know, you know the the haunted, scary number 13. The, the, the number luckiest of episodes. The number that is is absent from every tall skyscraper building when people think that somehow sequentially it just jumps from twelve to fourteen and that people aren't gonna know that intuitively or the universe doesn't understand that the the spirit of 13 does not determined by who decides to put a sign on the side of the the, the building. But yes, yes, 13.
0: That's right. All of a sudden, 14 sucks, but only because it's actually 13. Uh, Yes, this is the unluckiest of episodes in which anything that can go wrong will go wrong because something something numbers, I guess. Uh, Anyway, listen at your own risk,
2: because this, according to I don't know, somebody is a cursed episode. You know, how, how do you think that works when you're going up an elevator and the ghost is like, all right, 12, 13. Ah, okay. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. the sign says 14. I guess we're just going to not haunt or, or curse this floor, I suppose. That's right. Um, it, like, like it just dupes ghosts, you know, maybe we've, we've got this all wrong.
0: Well, some, some builders will even put in like a little tiny 13th floor that nobody can actually occupy so that there is technically a 13th floor for like the rats or something, I guess.
2: Yeah. So we just haunt that floor exclusively. Yeah. Right. No. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I suppose just a little skinny floor yeah. that could collapse or something else could happen and then ruin all the other floors above it.
0: So your cursed demon is out there hanging out on 13, realizing that it's just him and a bunch of rats. Wait a minute. This sucks. Uh, it's like, uh, that's
2: where the plumbing is. Uh, uh, this yeah. isn't good. It's where it's where all the main heating ducts are. Uh, this <laughs> sucks. We put Man. the most important things in this building on the 13th floor. <laughs> <laughs> All the mechanicals go here. That seems like a good idea. Uh, so I take it. You do
0: not have triskaidekaphobia.
2: No, no, I didn't. I didn't even know that was a thing. Well, thank you for educating me.
0: Yes. triskaidekaphobia is the official name of the fear of the number
2: 13. You know, I, I found out some phobia that I do have that is apparently somewhat common. And it's uh, the fear of porous objects. So if you look at uh, an amoeba or something bizarre like that, it gives me like a weird chill. And I found out that this is actually very common. Skin has pores. Yeah, but like zoomed in on like very systematic pores all around. It's like a bizarre thing that just gives me chills and it gives me the heebies. And, it, and I, apparently it's very common.
0: So that's a fairly love crafty and sort, of, uh, sort of phobia, I think.
2: Yeah, I, th- I think uh, it's, it's a good one because it's not like inconvenient. And it also isn't like I won't touch something like a sponge, you know, I'll still, I
0: was, was going to say, yeah,
2: like I'll still deal with it. It's just like, ugh. just gives you the shivers.
0: Yeah. So you're afraid of sponges.
2: Yeah. I'm a sponge,
0: spongophobic,
2: spongophobe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, you all know, the sponges will be protesting outside my door now.
0: That's right. right. Well, come to us a a shock. Come as a shock that nobody with the fear or at least the mistrust of the number 13 is actually pretty universal. So unlucky is this number that, as we've mentioned, people will avoid addresses with it. There are hotels that don't have a room 13. Some buildings skip the 13th floor altogether.
2: My Uh, address is a 13. I just realized this. Is it nice? Nice. That explains my life up to this point.
0: You don't even sound sinister.
1: 13. (laughs) 13. And if the thirteen 13th- world, one man, one opportunity, one number, two digits, 13. <laughs> Seven different people. Ah. Starring starring Nicolas Cage. <laughs> because, because of course, it's starring Nicolas Cage. With a soundtrack by Nickelback.
2: Oh, Gosh, the- that'd be a power movie. A Nickelback soundtrack and Nicolas Cage is the star. Imagine that. Oh, man. That's. The most hate-watched movie of all time, right? That Gosh, is. that would be a beautiful like, film.
0: Part of you wants to watch it because Nicolas Cage, and part of you is like, oh, but Nickelback, I don't know. Yeah, that's a toss-up. I don't know. How many letters are in Nickelback? I-C-K-E-L-B-A-C. Yeah, there's only like nine letters in Nickelback. Anyway, yeah, and of course, if uh, the 13th falls on a Friday, God help us all. And uh, not just because some machete wielding maniac or his mother is coming for the souls of promiscuous campers with a uh, hockey mask, with a hockey mask. That's right. Uh, But, you know, like most superstitions, the real question is, where did it come from? Right. Like of all the numbers that exist, why does 13 get the unlucky tag hung around its neck? Yes. Now, a prevailing theory is that it dates back to Christ's Last Supper. Where Judas Iscariot, that would be the guy who betrayed Jesus, is traditionally held to be the final uh, or the 13th member of the party to be seated. Now, everybody says, oh, Judas Iscariot was the 13th guy to sit down. It's worth noting that the Bible never actually says who sat first or last. In fact, in the three Gospels in which the Last Supper is actually discussed, it goes into a little bit of detail about finding the place where the group is going to eat and then just cuts to them reclining at the table. Right. So it never actually tells you who sits where or when. Oh, it kind of tells you who sits where a little bit, but not when, not when they sit. Now, according to history.com, the superstition may actually date back to Babylon's code of Hammurabi, which historians long believed to have simply omitted the 13th law in the writing. However, this was later found to be a mistake. There's another belief that it goes back to the Sumerian numbering system, which unlike the Western system, which is based on factors of 10, is based on factors of 12. For that reason, the next number 13 was believed to be untrustworthy. Huh. And in Norse mythology, Loki is said to have arrived late to a dinner with the gods as he was. And as he was the 13th to arrive, disrupted the balance of the party. According to Charles Panati in his book, extraordinary origins of everyday things. Uh, he then tricked the blind God Hoder into shooting his brother, Balder, the God of light, joy, and goodness with a mistletoe tipped arrow killing him instantly.
2: So this so is this this is deep. Thirteen cuts deep into the into the Bible, man. Well in, into into a lot
0: of uh yeah the, the Bible into a lot of different mythologies. Uh now I should point out that it's worth uh, uh noting thirteen is not altogether universally loathed. In fact in Greek mythology Zeus himself is said to be the 13th god and although he's kind of a dick the ancient Greeks kind of liked him so they tend to associate the number with good luck, and in Thailand, the new year is celebrated on April 13th, and it's believed that this new start washes away the bad luck of the previous year. So, 13 huh. doesn't get a bad rap every, every everywhere. But in this is places, confusing.
2: Yes, yes, this is confusing, because I mean, in some cultures, it's it's it seems like it's good luck, and then in other cultures, it seems like it's bad luck. Um, but I feel like the number itself doesn't care. So, so no. what's the what's the answer here? Damn it. Well here's the thing. It's Could you imagine, Randy? You know, you're going in to Las Vegas and you're like, all right, lucky number 13 today, baby. And and in reality, the other cultures that thought it was bad luck were right. And you were part of a culture that thought it was good luck. <laughs> and and now this whole time. And now you're bankrupt, scalvaging for, for cash at pawn shops, pawning off your children on the on the black market. And, and here we are, because of the number 13 and cultural misappropriation,
0: right? Did you know, by the way, that, uh, according to the Atlantic in Manhattan of buildings with enough floors to have a 13th floor, uh, the condos in Manhattan that have a 13th floor, only 9% of the condos that actually have thirteenth floors
2: label them that way. Wow. I, you see, I just figured I, I knew most places did that. I didn't know it was that few though. Yeah,
0: 9% actually label in Manhattan, Manhattan condos, 9% actually label the 13th floor of the 629 condo buildings with 13 or more floors, only 55 actually labeled it as the 13th floor.
2: So there must be some, so some, uh, some real estate developer must, must know how many people have this, whatever, a phobia you called it. What is it? Tristidekaphobia. 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 But the, but the, I'm just going to keep calling it whatever phobia anyway. The so 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 real estate developers and other people must know this, which is why they probably do it because now they're not because they're not selling out that thirteenth floor. No chance.
0: Yeah. Now in Vancouver, it's actually um, illegal to skip the thirteenth floor.
2: So if you have phobia.
0: don't live in Vancouver. Don't live in
2: Vancouver. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They used to let builders jump to number fourteen to avoid thirteen, but things started getting out of hand when they were requests to skip any floor that had the number four in it, because in some cultures that's considered unlucky.
1: How so they many people to skip 4
0: 14, how, 24, 34.
2: I, I, I was going to say, how, how many, how many people do you think have died in fires because firefighters were confused? Like somebody standing out the window and they're like, okay, one, two, three. All right. They look like they're on the 17th floor and then they go to the wrong, the wrong <laughs> floor, you know?
0: Yeah, I, I assume you just look for the building with smoke in it
2: or the, the floor with smoke in it. Yeah, but, um, yeah, but you're climbing up the staircase and, and you're like, okay, yeah, we're on the 14th floor now to, to go rescue this this poor kitty cat in the window. And That's all true. of a sudden, boom, you know, Cat's dead, we're, we're one floor off. Yeah. Cat's dead. Yep.
0: Uh, St. Thomas Hospital in London has removed all hospital beds with
2: the number 13. So wow. Yeah. See, you might as well just go with, like, like even numbers at that point. If anything, I don't trust odd numbers. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I have more of a fear of odd numbers than I do of the number thirteen.
0: Uh, it's it's <laughs> worth noting that Taylor Swift is a big fan of the number thirteen. But given you know how unlucky she is in love, maybe she needs to rethink that.
2: That's just. Uh, <laughs> That's true. That explains a lot of. Her, hey, that explains a lot of her problems right
0: there. Listen, Taylor, Taylor, Taylor could go up a digit, but then she'd lose like half of her song catalog.
2: Right. Yeah, uh, and she would be a nobody. Yeah. So. so, maybe it's really great luck. It's maybe her bad luck in love has shown great luck in music, and which is satisfying both cultural norms around us that it's that's, both good luck and bad luck. That's right. Like a, it's like a deal with the devil. That's right. <laughs> Is it, is it
0: bad luck or is it a shitty taste in men? That's the question, right? <laughs> or, is, or is Taylor just a bad girlfriend?
2: I like how guys always say that too. They're like, oh yeah, this, this woman's got shitty taste in men. It's like, well, do you think you're better? You know, <laughs> it's, it's like, well, if she was dating me. Here's, here's
0: the thing though. I mean, is it, you know, cause, cause there comes a point where you have to, and I, and I tell my kids this all the time, like if you have a problem with everybody you meet, you have to start thinking about the, 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 the common denominator.
2: Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? That's like my dad. He hates everybody he meets almost instantly. And me almost to a fault like everybody I meet, which is a problem because then you meet some real wackadoodles. And I'm just like, man, I didn't really see this coming. <laughs> <laughs> I met some conspiracy theorist the other day at the venture project. He came in. I'm like, oh, this, is, this seems like a good guy. He's got some funny stories. you know. I find out he's actually insane like completely crazy. And I'm like, wow, I was like drinking coffee with this guy and thought he was totally normal. I should have put my defense up a little bit here. So, and so there's, he,
0: there, there's a trade-off here,
2: right? Now. Then he starts
0: talking about how you could sail off the end
2: of the world. Yeah. How <laughs> we live in a dome and we're being controlled by <laughs> Elon Musk. <laughs> oh, the lizard people are out to get us. That's right. uh, hey, the, hey, lizard people. So going to be an episode coming up here shortly. Uh,
0: <laughs> i am just, <laughs> i am just, I'm just saying, if 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 chemtrails is enters the vocabulary at all, probably avoid the person. That's oh
2: yeah, (laughs) oh yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I love that too. Chemtrails. I'm like, okay, yeah. That's just that's they got us. Oh man. Uh, Now I I should note. Have you ever seen the movie Alive?
0: No. Okay. In the movie Alive, it's about a it's a true story about a soccer team. Uh, whose plane crashed in the Andes and they, uh, the survivors actually wound up having to resort to cannibalism in order to survive. So they, they ended up eating the, the, the dead. uh, Those who did not survive the plane crash uh, in order to survive. And uh, that plane crashed in the Andes on Friday, the 13th, 1972, on a Friday, the 13th of 1972 on the same day, same Friday the Thirteenth, a Russian plane crashed near Moscow, killing 174 people. And on a Friday the Thirteenth in 2006, in Buffalo, New York, almost 400,000 people lost power when a blizzard buried the city in two feet of snow. Which, by the way, happened in October. So huh. some bad things, yes, do happen.
2: You know, Randy, I always like you know you hear these stories, these these stories of cannibalism, like the Donner Party and this plane crash in 1972. And then I always wonder. If, if I was a fly on the wall in that scenario, like did they really exhaust all possibilities or was this like some really like bearish team lead that was just like, yeah, screw it. We're just going to eat the people and, and kind of gave up a little bit. <laughs> like I'd be curious to see, like, did you guys really try everything? You know, <laughs> what do we, what do we
0: have here? We have uh well, we have Dave. Well, let's, or kale.
2: Sorry, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, hey, there's a blueberry bush right around the corner. I hate fruit. I'm a meat eater. Damn it. <laughs> like, hey, we could just climb over this mountain. It's like, that looks like a lot of work. That's, I think instead right. we're going to just eat the people that are all here for free. Dead anyway. <laughs>
0: that's that's right. Um, you know, I, I like to say I, w- I would probably not not provide much sustenance, uh, but I am fatty. I probably taste like bacon.
2: Uh, <laughs> I believe soap is made from lard in the ancient uh, yes. days. Yeah. So you'd be very, yeah, people would be very clean.
0: Uh, yeah. You could actually, uh, you could actually use me for a, uh, a very tasty dish and then wash your hands when you're done.
2: Is the- I remember there was a, uh, in high school, when I was in high school, the, you know, man versus wild was a popular show on the discovery channel. And that, that same guy, the, uh, the bizarre foods guy, we've talked about on the show.
0: Andrew um, Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And,
2: and, and I, and I, we had this debate who would, who would eat a weirder thing? Bear grills of man versus wild or this Zimmerman guy. It was Andrew Zimmerman or what was his name? Zimmern. Zimmern. Yeah. 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 So we were like, cause they, cause they both eat anything. And we, we, we came to the conclusion and we'd come down to who would eat a human. And, and I think that we were having this debate in a biology class and the biology professor, we asked him if you did eat a human, what would be like the tastiest part? And, and then he's just like, probably the lower back. <laughs> I was just like, I mean, like, hey, no, that's not a bad point. He's like, you know, lower back on the animals is usually the sirloin, so it's tender, and it would probably be the best part. Yeah, enough <laughs> enough fat marbled
0: throughout it to uh, provide some flavor. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we
2: just couldn't believe like our teacher just answered the question. Oh, this conversation <laughs> took a turn. Yeah, educators <laughs> out there, you guys do more than you know. Uh,
0: yeah, you know. See, this is this is what happens. this is it's the thirteenth episode. this is this is what you get.
2: Thirteenth episode uh, got got into we, cannibalism.
0: We started talking about numerology and now now we're into cannibalism.
2: That's right. Um, not normal podcast. What do you expect? That's, that's you guys uh, decide to download it, not me. That's <laughs>
0: <laughs> ha, ha you that's, <laughs> jokes on you. Joke's on you. Ah, uh, yes. So the number thirteen is it truly? unlucky or is it like most superstitions the victim of confirmation bias Ooh, now that never
2: happens on this no. show Randy.
0: now here's here's the thing i mean the, the reality is that most superstition lives and dies on confirmation bias no yeah it's true i know i know but it's true uh yeah, most most superstition and, and I I tend to believe that the 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 whole number 13 thing is in that realm where it's not actually an unlucky number per se, but you know it's it's sort of like Mondays, right? Like we we happen to record our show on Mondays. People don't know there's a little inside baseball for you. Uh not normal podcast is recorded typically on Mondays, even though we don't release until Friday, but that gives me time to edit things and make us sound smarter than we are that's right exactly and, and cut out
2: the and cut out the annoying things I say and save the the good stuff for you guys so if you don't like my comments, that's right it's actually, imagine how bad it was before it was edited it's right it's actually worse <laughs> <laughs> before I edit it uh if you can if you can imagine that well, here, uh, well here's a question for you Randy I, th- yeah. I think if we're looking at if we're looking at the number 13 we we first have to understand, you know, let's define what is luck and unluck, right? So there has this has to assume a supernatural force at play. Well,
0: not not indicating really
2: indicating probabilities, right? Not really. Uh, I look at it like the
0: like I don't I don't believe in luck, number one. Now I don't I'm not somebody who believes everything happens for a reason. I never have, because I think that's too pat an answer. And I and I don't think it's I don't think the facts bear that out. But I, I think there are, and, and again, we've talked about, we've talked about our faith a little bit, you know, we're both, we're both Christians. And so there's this, you know, we, we, we and we could probably talk a little bit about the the butterfly effect here. Okay. Right. Yeah. Uh, the butterfly effect being, of course, a butterfly f- flaps its wings in, uh, I don't know, Wisconsin and there's a downpour in a rainforest in Peru or something. Right. Right. Um, through a series of events that that kick off
2: here, the dominance, so, yeah, the domino effect, a the series domino of domino effect, sequential events that increasingly have larger impact based on some small event. Yeah,
0: I mean, you could call it chaos theory, really, uh, and that's that's kind of what I would subscribe to is 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 this idea of chaos theory. Some events are are some events caused supernaturally by God. I believe they are. Not everybody does. I understand that. I believe some are. Uh, I don't believe everything is. I believe man does things right. We all have a free will. We all do things to each other. That has nothing to do with luck. That has to do with whether the guy sitting next to you is a dick or not. And then there is what I have termed chaos. Some people might call it fate or the universe Yes. So I, I refer to it as, as, as chaos and sometimes chaos works for the better and sometimes chaos works for the worse, just kind of depending on where you're standing at the time, right? A bird's flying through the air and takes a shit, whether that's good for you or bad for you depends on where you're standing.
2: Right. Right. This is interesting. Yeah. I, there's a lot of ways you could take that, you know, like so, 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 so theologically, I think, I am a, a, a five point Calvinist, but I would probably lean towards the idea of there's, this. There's a philosopher called Molina, and the Molinist theory is basically that God is in complete control, but also people have the options within infinite options, you know, basically to, to make their own, which in that case would be a predetermined outcome, but also the free will of people to act within those bounds, which would then say that luck could be determined within the chaos and everything would still have order within it. And that's interesting because like, that's the idea of luck then. So like luck would be, does it benefit what you want it to benefit within a predetermined set of outcomes? Right.
0: Well, and I mean, luck as defined is something happens, right? Nobody necessarily made it happen. Something happens, whether it's good luck or bad luck, Figure quotes, Depends on whether it's good for me or it sucks for me.
2: And it, it matters with time at this point in time, right? Yeah. Like I might be pissed that I tripped and fell on my face in the curb. Someone could say that's bad luck, but six steps forward, I would have uh, stepped into a bus if I would have kept walking. And it's like, so it definitely depends on the time and the outlook. I think that's an important detail. People forget about luck too.
0: Oh yeah, I mean the, the whole the whole idea of luck relies on a, on a really myopic, nearsighted,
2: right uh, viewpoint. Unless the unlock ends up with you dead, <laughs> right. then then that's pretty much as bad as it gets. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much a, as wide a view as you personally need at that point. It's Like, hey, there could be something better, you know. Just it's just everything is happens for a reason. It's like, well, yeah, you're dead, so. <laughs> Yeah, well, and, and don't is even it. get me started on everything happens for a reason. Uh, you don't have that tattooed on your lower back, Randy. No, everything happens for a reason.
0: Yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's covered by my live laugh love T-shirt.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and you have a little a little heart with an arrow going through it.
0: Oh, uh, there there is there is nothing that makes me want to swear at somebody more <laughs> than hearing them say everything happens for, especially when something bad happens. And they're trying to comfort you by saying everything happens for a reason. Well, thank you. It's good to know that this shit show is going to benefit somebody.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I think they're the same people that I'm surprised you don't have this in your office that have, you know, the the plank sign that says home, but the the O is a heart. And it's just like all over your house. Those are the same people that have the stuff that everything happens for a reason. (laughs) Oh, man. Live, laugh, love. Live, laugh, love. 13 so how did so uh, so i i just thought the origin of 13 was a jason movie you know friday the 13th someone no no
0: no they named they named friday the 13th because it was already sinister
2: well so friday the 13th must have been like what where did the Friday come into this so we know the number had some unlucky associations going back 2,000 years or more well
0: again at least we can draw some of this idea back to Christianity because Jesus was crucified uh, was was crucified uh, on a Friday yeah uh, now some people want to add to this and say well it was a Friday the 13th there's nothing supporting that right uh, but you know, we do know biblically that Jesus would be crucified on a Friday.
2: So Well, if it was Friday the thirteenth, then Good Friday would be the best luck of all time. You know, so, oh, if you're yeah. if you're a Christian, yeah. If you're I mean, a that's Christian, just, that's the greatest, yeah, it's the greatest holiday of the world, you know.
0: Uh yeah. I mean that's 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 very true. Uh but you know, for people who believe in in such things as luck, you know, they say, Oh well, uh which you know, but you you have to look at like the crucifixion had nothing to do with luck. Uh, good or bad, yeah. luck. You know, just like, just like most things. You know, some, and and well, know, I think you're dead of It it's comes like, down to confirmation bias, where exactly. It, exactly,
2: and that's exactly where I think you were going before I decided to just completely derail our entire podcast. Was the idea of confirmation bias when something good happens um, or something bad happens on something to do with the number thirteen because of the legacy with it? We just associate the number thirteen is because that happened
0: yeah oh yeah well, and you know it's like anything like i've I've actually had this thought like I will not verbalize something that I want to happen because if I say it will happen, it probably won't happen, yeah, right. Now, is that nonsense? Yes, actually, um in fact, you know, a, a lot of people would, would say go the other direction and, and voice it and make and make it happen,
1: which yeah, I think is also and bullshit
0: but uh but there is some psychological, yeah yeah yeah, that. right, right. Um, which is, you know, I'm not going to magically make it happen by, by declaring it, but by putting that in my mind as something I'm going to strive for. I may, I may do better at achieving it, uh, but I, I will not verbalize something sometimes because I don't want it to happen, or I will verbalize something because nothing I say ever happens, right? So uh, It's like
2: jinxing it, right? Yeah,
0: yeah it's, it's like jinxing it. It's this, it's this idea of luck. Uh, uh, the band 21 pilots, uh, has a song called house of gold. And, um, he talks about this concept where, uh, life turns your, um, your goals on their head. And he says, so I will try to be a bum so that I might just become someone, <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, and he's, he's kind of playing around with it, obviously, and, and joking around a bit, but, you know, he's playing with this concept that I think we've all kind of dealt with. And, and again, it comes down to this magical thinking, this, this luck thinking that, you know, if I say I'm going to do this, then, then it's not going to happen. Or if I say this will happen, then it won't happen. Or if I say it won't happen, then it will happen.
2: I think some people say things, though, because if they're if they say like, I don't know, my parents do this all the time where they'll say something. Yeah, this they say the worst case scenario so that if it happens, they were right. And if it doesn't happen, they were wrong, but it was a good outcome.
0: Oh yeah, (laughs) people do uh, that all the time. uh, Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That's the nice thing about being a pessimist
2: is that you're never disappointed, right? Either (laughs) you're either pleasantly surprised or you were right.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's pessimists. Pessimists are the only people in the world who are
2: never disappointed. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I set my expectations so low (laughs) that everything is a good outcome.
0: That's right. I, I keep, I keep trying to tell, I keep trying to tell my wife, you know, look, if you never want to be disappointed in me, you've really got to lower your expectations.
2: That's right. And uh, here we are a ghost hunting podcast <laughs> where absolutely there's no ghost in that freaking building. So when we see one, we're like, no, damn it. There's a freaking ghost in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: so, yeah, I mean, and, I mean, you could, we could do a thousand different podcasts on luck. There probably are podcasts about luck uh, out there you know, what's bad luck, what's good luck uh, and all of this. But but the, the idea that the, the number 13 is bad is a really odd idea. Uh, now, according to one of my favorite tomes in my paranormal library, the Dictionary of Superstitions by David Pickering, the number 13 was the last step of the, le- of the ladder for the ancient Egyptians via which the soul reached eternity. Dang,
2: this goes back. 4,000
1: years.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, and other, other authorities have suggested actually Hindu origins for superstitions surrounding the number 13. But that's interesting uh, that, that according to ancient Egyptians, the 13th step on the ladder was the last step before they reached eternity.
2: That's one of those things, you know, this number um, that, that I find remarkable is that it's so cross-cultural in different points in time. You know, it kind of follows that hero's journey, you know, the, the, the Joseph Campbell opinion, which is that um, there's some truths and myths that are tra- cross culture. And it seems like 13 could be one of those, those things. Yeah. I, you know, it's, it's just interesting.
0: It is. And it's, it's interesting that we've all sort of almost independently glommed onto this as a significant number. Yeah, exactly. Number. Uh, I mean, it's a prime number, but it's one of many prime numbers, right? It's not even the first prime number. Right, and it's certainly not the last prime number, uh, but so so it's a it's a prime number, um, but I mean it's 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 ten plus three, it's <laughs> you know it's yeah. seven plus six. You know, there are there's really no reason for it to be singled out as significant in any way.
2: I suppose though, if we decided to break down the significance of like numbers one through twenty, each number does have a specific significance if we broke them all out independently right obviously the number 10 you know the desa that kind of thing there's the number one there's a number two the number zero which is a remarkable discovery you know there's all sorts of like really interesting things so it's like maybe it's just because we're we're just pigeoned on this 13 number we're just looking at all the instances of 13 being significant but somehow it's usually associated to something supernatural
0: well that's exactly that's you know that that gets back to the confirmation bias idea uh, the book, um, the Illuminatus
2: trilogy, by uh, Robert Anton Wilson and Dude, I need uh, to Robert read your book collection. This is just amazing. Every time you tell me about a book, you're, I'm like, <laughs> this just sounds like the best thing. <laughs> so, it, it, the Illuminatus trilogy. It's it's a <laughs> it's, it's a work of fiction. Trilogy. I can't do. This is awesome
0: uh i can't believe you've never heard of it it's it's an old book i mean it's it's uh came out in the 70s 60s late 60s early 70s i our, not I, I tried telling you from the
2: beginning i have no qualifications to be the host on this podcast <laughs> <laughs> I, t- I tried making that really clear up front i know nothing yeah. about this stuff ready <laughs> uh so so this is a
0: novel uh now in this book the number five And and, an Illuminati lore, which we will get to eventually in this podcast, the number five is significant. And one of the characters is going through this and and they leave a memo for another character. And they say, unironically, but I mean, you know that the the, the author's meant it humorously and and ironically. uh, But they say, uh, you know, the more I look, the more I see how the number five is connected to everything. And of course, the astute reader laughs and says, of course. Yeah. Of course, that's true, <laughs> you know, because the more you look with that bias in mind, the more you're going to find it, because that's how confirmation bias works.
2: Exactly. <laughs> well, it's like that Jim Carrey, that horrendous Jim Carrey movie with 23. Yeah. I yep. should, six plus 20 plus 35 plus 11 plus 12 divided by six plus the the number of hairs on my head divided by 16 equals 23. And you're just like, yeah, no shit, Jim. Yeah. Like. If we do that with everything, like I counted around this room and I found 23 things. It's like, yeah, well, if you count around this room, you'll find 25 things too, or 65 or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) But only 23 things I find significant. Plus that (laughs) we found out that two divided by three equals six, six, six. It's like, yeah, you know, 23, that's LeBron James and Jordan and Michael Jordan. Oh my gosh. (laughs) It's definitely a sign from Satan.
0: That's (laughs) They must be members of the Illuminati. Um, yeah. Uh, so, well, and, and 23 is also significant because, of course, uh,
2: three plus two equals five, uh, going back to the Illuminati trilogy. So, yeah, you know, five plus the lucky number seven equals 13. And here we are.
0: And here we are. Exactly. So, see, so you
2: could, you could, it's, it's, dude, we could make a whole most, YouTube video, most like of mocking this, but being serious, and yeah. people would definitely follow it.
0: Most of superstition is seven degrees of Kevin Bacon. It oh, really, yeah. Oh, it 100%. really is. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you could tie anything to anything if you try hard enough. And 13 is just is another one of those things. Here's another great example Charles Manson, Jeffrey Dahmer, Theodore Bundy, Albert DeSalvo, Jack the Ripper, and Adolphus Hitler. What do these all have in common?
2: Um, they're all people. Yes. Bad people. Bad people all of them well, depending have, on some definitions all of whom have 13 letters in their name ooh that's interesting right. that's interesting randy now we're getting somewhere now we're getting somewhere i'm trying to think if you count the periods in my name a period jb <laughs> <laughs> uh well let's see
0: Actually, your full your your, uh, your your actual name, Aaron Armstrong, is thirteen letters. I think A A R O N is five.
2: Armstrongs, I think nine.
0: Oh yeah, no, you're right. Fourteen letters.
2: Yeah, yeah. So I'm good. I forgot not the a serial G. Killer. I I didn't. I done forgot the G.
0: Yeah, you're not a serial killer until you add your middle name.
2: You're uh, you, Pretty much, you can only be. A, that's the other thing. It's like this this causation correlation you know fallacy that we see everywhere. But just because like there's oh there's five people that also have that are all you know thirteen letters and they all became serial killers doesn't mean that if you have thirteen letters in your name you're gonna be a serial killer. <laughs> I mean it's like right right. I mean, <clears throat> we see that we see that in politics just like all the time this causation correlation fallacy it's unbelievable.
0: Oh yeah oh and again it's it's this it's seven degrees of Kevin Bacon it's confirmation bias it's you know it's it's this idea that if you look for it you will find it. Right. Because that's how it works. And I think that's what we've really got with the number 13. Is For whatever reason, at some point down the line, through the cosmic game of telephone that is life, we've decided that the number 13 is unlucky. And as bad shit happened, that we could somehow connect to the number 13, it solidified itself as
2: culturally, this is bad luck. Yep. Yep. And then here we are. And out here, here we are, are. Not, not. We're making 90% of the skyscrapers in Manhattan without the floor 13.
1: Without a 13th of,
2: floor. I mean, this is just, like, ridiculous.
0: <laughs> yep, there we go. Magical thinking in the cosmic game of telephone. This is uh, probably yeah. how
2: the mask thing is going to be, like, 200 years from now. It's just <laughs> going to be, like, people are going to have, like, surgery stitched out of their face, blocking their mouth from things. They're not even, even going to <laughs> remember why or how.
0: Uh, you know, it's, it's like that. Well, and, and so many of these superstitions and even urban legends, you know, they remind me of the uh, uh, story of the um, speaking of urban legends, the story of the of the young girl who asked her mom why she always cuts the ends off of her ham when she cooks it. And her mom says, well, I don't know. That's the way your grandmother always did it. So she goes to her grandmother. Grandma, why do you always cut the ends off your ham before you cook them? And she says, well, that's the way my mother did it. So she goes to her great grandmother and says, grandma. Why do you uh, why why do they cut the ends off the hand when they cook them? And she says, "Well, I don't do that anymore. I just did it when your grandma was growing up because the the, because that way it would fit in the pan."
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's. I mean, that's how it is with everything.
0: Yeah, Uh, you know. So
2: we maybe there was a good reason at some point, uh, but (laughs) there's so (laughs) many things. There's so many things in life like that that happen though. Like, uh, I didn't really know this until I went to West Point. I'm like, well, why do we salute? Um, or shake with our right hands or do cheers. And these are all come from from chivalry times. So you saluted was a way of showing your right hand, which was unarmed and lifting a visor as a knight to show your face to an officer as as a sign that you are friendly. And then that was what you would do when you were a knight. You'd shake hands with your right hand to show I'm unarmed. and I'd like to make camaraderie with you. You would cheers. And back then you would actually dip a little, you would pour a little bit of your wine into the other person's you'd swirl it and you'd drink it to show you weren't poisoning them. And it was like, that was, and you forget that now we're just doing all these things at parties. <laughs>
0: right. That's right. Uh, yeah. Oh, that, that, that's exactly it. Uh, yes. Uh,
2: yeah. They're, they're, and that's not that far ago. I mean, that's only five, six hundred years ago. Things.
0: Uh, and yeah, and there aren't necessarily reasons for things anymore, uh, but we do them because tradition uh, so the number 13 is tradition. And that's, I mean, that's really what superstition is. If you think about it, it's tradition passed down without any real context attached to it. And so it just well, becomes something that you do just cause.
2: Well, so my grandmother is extremely superstitious. And uh, one time I had a planter's wart on my foot and she told me I needed to rub, a, I needed to cut a potato in half, a raw potato, rub it on my foot and then go bury the potato in the yard under a full moon. And that would make the wart go away. And I'm like an eight-year-old kid, like, what? And like, <laughs> that is how bad she was with everything.
0: <laughs> and, and and three weeks later, the wart was gone.
2: And remarkable. <laughs> <laughs> it's really weird. Then I went to the doctor and then it disappeared. So maybe it worked. I don't know. It's just a... <laughs>
0: the doctor applied this cold
2: thing and then it was gone. It was weird.
0: Yeah.
2: I couldn't tell if it was the doctor that did it or maybe the wart under the full moon or maybe the war or maybe the the potato under the full moon gave me the courage to go to the doctor to get it removed. (laughs) And, and now, you know, everything happens for a reason. (laughs) Oh man. All right. Well, I think this is going to be a short episode because
0: I mean, there's only only so many ways you could say that uh, look, the number 13 has no, significance to it. Uh and I and I do know, yes, that there are faiths out there, and and uh you know for for example certain uh certain covens meet in groups of 13. I do know that's a thing. I know 13 has, I believe, some astrological significance to it, whatever. Uh but for for the purposes <laughs> of, of this podcast where we believe that the stars uh, really affect your life in no way
2: whatsoever other than that they're pretty to look at. <laughs> you know uh, a whole astrology episode. Now that what well, well, we could also talk Randy at some point about six six six, which does have a lot, I think more interesting meaning behind it.
0: You know it, it does, but again, you know it's it's one of those things, and I, I was actually gonna bring it up in this episode just because. You know, and this is sort of that 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 pseudo Christian magical thinking that you know this number is going to somehow be in itself, in and of itself, uh, evil. Uh, right? I, I've I've heard of people who uh, their change came back as six dollars and sixty six cents, so they bought something else. Uh, yeah, you know was, Which I mean, I've seen the same thing done in, in in cases of thirteen, and it's like, what do you think is going to happen? If if you take home six dollars and sixty like what are you inviting the devil into you if you take home six dollars and sixty-six cents and change? Like what what do you think is gonna happen?
2: Right? <laughs> right well for the longest time, um, one of my friends told me that three fifteen in the morning was supposed to have some kind of significance, three fifteen AM. So anytime I would wake up and, and have to take a piss in the middle of the night and it was three in the morning. I would like freak out and try to hold that crap until four <laughs> for like, for, for like five or six years.
0: Well, 3.00 AM uh, between 3.00 AM and uh, 4.00 AM is supposedly the witching hour. But yeah, there is supposed to be some sort of uh, 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 spiritual or some sort of idea behind waking up at three fifteen. And it actually, the 315 thing happens to a lot of people. But again, is it just, I mean, I wake up 87 times a night. I'm quite certain that I've woken up at 315 a number of times in my life. Oh, yeah. Uh, so again, you know, how much of this are we looking at as as sort of confirmation bias versus right. something actually interesting happening here? Um, so, yeah, that that will, uh, we'll, we'll have to look into that. Uh as a, as a thing and see if that's even anything worth, uh, worth going into, uh, folks, if you would like us to look into that or anything, you can always email us at, uh, not normal pod one at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook or Twitter at the not normal pod, uh, excuse me, on Twitter or Instagram at the not normal pod, and just look up not normal podcast on Facebook and you will find us. There And we would love to hear from you. Also, if uh, if you like the show, please send us a rating and a review through uh, Apple podcasts through Spotify or wherever you happen to enjoy your podcast listening. We would love to hear from you. And of course, if you've got something you'd like us to talk about on this show, let us know if you've got some more information on the number 13 and you just want to say, hey, you guys are a bunch of idiots. Here's proof that 13 is bad. (laughs)
2: <laughs> hey email us let us know we would love to hear from you and we appreciate those thoughtful reviews if you uh want to hear less of me talking make sure you put that in the review so randy can make sure he edits that out later that's right or if you or if you <laughs> want to hear more aaron uh and and
0: less uh less me hey that's let us know I, i'm not saying it'll happen but uh we would love to hear your feedback so uh, like I said, Apple Podcasts, uh, wherever you get your podcasts, we would love to hear from you. Aaron, great to talk to you, as always. Next up is episode 14, which has no significance whatsoever.
2: we mm. dun, dun,
0: dun. will make it interesting. I actually uh, uh, just to give you a teaser, which I've never done. We don't really tease our episodes very often.
2: We don't. But for good we, reason
0: one of the very first uh, bits of paranormal research I've done, now I'm not talking about investigation. I had done investigation previously, but one of the first bits of paranormal research I've ever done was I was, uh, I was, I was retaking a college course in writing and we had to do a research project. And I discovered that two of the local colleges, two of them had a, story of a haunted dorm a, a haunted uh, frat house or sorority uh and they were both haunted by brides who were said to have committed suicide for different reasons huh and so i got to thinking how many of these are out there so we're going to talk about suicide brides on campus for episode 14 right here on the not normal podcast i'm ready i'm ready now you got me thinking Oh, no. That's not a good thing. <laughs> hey, we'll see you then. Not Normal was recorded at The Venture Project by A.J. Armstrong and edited by Randy Strew for Envision Podcasting. Audio clips downloaded courtesy Moviesounds.org and music was from Infinitunes.co. Not Normal is copyright to Randy Strew and AJ Armstrong.